Welcome to Fields of Consciousness, the podcast for consciousness conversations with your hosts, myself, Jeffrey Stegman. And myself, Clayton Stegman. <laughs> As consciousness explorers and founders of Focus Life Force Energy, we're here to bring a holistic approach to consciousness and share practical examples of how you can take your life to the next level. This is the third episode of a three-part series on biohacking as a way to take control of your environment and your whole being to optimize your expression and experience in the world. Today, we break down an area that is less commonly discussed, biohacking your spirit. Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome back or welcome for the first time to Fields of Consciousness. This episode is the third of a three-part episode on biohacking, which could be called self-optimization as well. So we believe that the highest form of self-optimization includes the mind, the body, and the spirit for an integrated result. So in this context, hacking, you know, in the biohacking context, Hacking means finding those, you know, effective ways to achieve an end result that you might not, not normally know or uh, might be new and not the, uh, the, the negative, you know, term hacking of attacking a computer system. So these three episodes discuss our perspective on the self-optimization of the body, mind, and spirit. Last episode, we discussed optimizing of the mind in particular, which in the context of our explanation is about the thoughts and the ego and not focused on the brain, which is the classic biohacking focus. It's on the physical body. And um, brain optimization is addressed by others. And you can explore that as well if you're looking for uh, particular nutritional assistance in boosting your or enhancing your your mental faculty in terms of thinking. So we discussed some of the origins of thoughts in the mind, outside conditions that affect our mind, and how to take our mind as a useful tool to the next level with high consciousness fields, meditation, awareness practices, and energetic medicine techniques. You could tune in to the two previous episodes to learn more about biohacking of the body and the mind. Our definition of biohacking has an emphasis on optimizing our beingness. We define beingness as including the body, mind, spirit. The definition of biohacking for us means that as individuals, we have the resourcefulness in the mind, body, and spirit to experience an optimal life, which includes achieving and sustaining enlightenment. Well, as we said, Clayton, in the last episode, uh, enlightenment can be a loaded word for, for some people. There's a lot of people talking about it, a lot of different definitions around. And uh, our go-to is Dr. David Hawkins. 
uh, author of Power Versus Force and many other books, uh, his understanding of enlightenment and his definitions, um, you know, we look at as living your day-to-day life at, at a level of consciousness that's um, 600 on the Hawkins scale. So Dr. David Hawkins made a, a scale of consciousness that measures consciousness on a scale from uh, really one to infinity um, and uh, thousand in the human realm. So being at 600 or above on that scale, 98% of the time is how we define it. And quoting Dr. Hawkins about the conditions of enlightenment, uh, which is also called illumination or self-realization, he said, these conditions represent the transcendence of the limitations of the constraints of the linearity of the ego. So that relates back to our last episode about the mind. In the emergence of the radiance of the infinite reality and source of existence, which relates to this episode. So so this quote beautifully leads us into um, this new episode of the topic spirit or optimizing spirit uh, on the journey of increasing freedom in, in our lives, happiness, joy, and meaning so that we can create the optimal life for ourselves. So let's talk about spirit for a moment. The intention of this podcast is to share our experience and personal ways of working with the energy and intelligence of spirit. We could say that spirit is universal intelligence, divinity, God, depending on your religious experience in life or previous incarnations. And we're trying to paint this picture with a wide brush as some words may be triggering to some people. So we're trying to help you find a word that you can relate to. We're not trying to convince you that divinity or God exists. We are sharing our experience, what works for us and what we believe to be true. And you can decide what to explore for yourself. We are going to go deep into what we believe and the methods that we have uh, used, at least some of them, to confirm uh, that divinity exists. And kinesiology is a large part of that for us. So we'll be going into into kinesiology in more depth today than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit bit vulnerable for me to to go deep into these things, and it's such an important part of our work with FLFE, an important part of our life, and it feels good to share it with the with the podcasting audience and our. FLFE community. So I'm I'm glad to be diving into this one. Uh, So non-human intelligence is something we're talking about in this episode. And it it clearly exists. Um, People are understanding animals and even the intelligence of plants. Um, You know, it's coming up in in mainstream science and and, uh, outside of that as well. And Beyond the Earth, intelligent uh, physical life, uh, you know, is a topic for another day. We could get into some other episode. 
Um, but we believe that there is non-corporeal intelligence. So intelligence not in a body. Um, you know, Dr. Hawkins has taught us about fields of consciousness and levels of consciousness uh, everywhere around us. Um, so, you know, we believe that there's non-corporeal intelligence that exists and interacts with us all the time. And you might, you might have experienced this yourself, um, like a connection to a loved one. Many people have had that feeling of being close to a loved one who's passed already, uh, passed away. Um, maybe a whisper in your mind. We've, we've talked about where your thoughts come from and that these thoughts are not our thoughts. Well, we believe that some of these thoughts are coming from, from other beings, um, from intelligent uh, life, perhaps not in a body. And that could be a whisper of inspiration or encouragement or an idea that's just not yours, you know, that it's, um, it just shows up as an inspiration. And, you know, we, we don't know the physics of it, but, you know, it could be different dimensions are interacting there. Yeah, so we've, we talk about Dr. David Hawkins uh, a lot, and we've referred to him in earlier podcasts. Um, he's a psychotherapist, psychologist, has a, a several best-selling books. The one that he's most known for probably is uh, Power Versus Force. So you can look him up if you're not familiar with, uh, with his work. And we have talked about his scale of consciousness. We'll be referring to that. And there'll be some, uh, some terms that we'll have to uh, sort of define for you because it's just a very specialized kind of field. And every, uh, every profession has its own language. And so if, uh, if we're a bit slow on the, on the explanations, just understand that we want to create a, a big uh, foundation for us to be able to move around on together. So levels of consciousness, again, Dr. Hawkins uh, scale goes from one to infinity and that, it, that infers that everything has a degree of consciousness on that scale. Uh, divinity or God would calibrate at infinity. So the scale is based upon uh, kinesiology or muscle testing. And uh, Dr. Hawkins has done a, uh, an extensive amount of research on that. There's a white paper called Qualitative and Quantitative Analysis um, that talks about the theory of kinesiology and some of the research behind the, the, the practice of it. There's, uh, we would say there's an infinite variety of consciousness levels and intelligences. Now on the Hawkins map, it's a logarithmic map. So 220 on the Hawkins map of a scale of consciousness is uh, 10 times more powerful than 219. So that means 10 times more energy to create the life you want, 10 times more uh, capacity for you to see the world in a different way. Um, we do a lot of kinesiology in the company. Um, I think I just passed 8.2 million calibrations, Jeff. Wow. And I know as a, uh, as a group, we're just over 11 million. Mm -hmm. um, we do testing literally every day in the morning. We test the level of consciousness of the properties. So um, 
FLFE stands for Focused Life Force Energy. It's a company that Jeff and I co-founded that specializes in creating high consciousness fields, or I guess more accurately, the mission is to support the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness in an economized society. That's why we figured that this uh, podcast would be helpful because there's more to creating the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness than just providing a service. Um, It also helps to know what the people that are providing the service to you are thinking. So that's part of the reason why we're having these conversations with you. Okay, Um, we believe that our human beingness is an aspect of divinity, source, God, universal intelligence, that we have the ability to connect with all that is and that we actually are connected at all times. The ability to increase our conscious connection is more what we're referring to here in terms of our ability to connect that through our connection with divinity that we can have a high degree of discernment of truth and that human beings uh, are also uh, spiritual beings. And there's a lot of power in our spiritual uh, aspect of our life. We're not just physical beings. Mm -hmm. And Dr. David Hawkins is a great example of, you know, a really powerful, spiritual person, you know, a high level of consciousness. And I'm always struck when I get on YouTube and I watch his videos, just how funny he is. I mean, he just, I just laugh when I watch him just because he just sees life in a different way. He sees a really big picture and it is, it can be comical, you know, the kind of things our minds do, our little dances and justifications and uh, little stories we tell ourselves. And um, so it does seem to be like higher spiritual paths. We'll get into this a little bit later. There's, there's some humor there. There's, 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 and Hawkins is a great, great example of that. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that we're connected to everything and, you know, FLFE focus life force energy works through a quantum association, a connection, instantaneously around the world that, you know, there's just, there's clearly physics and science of the energy and these unseen quantum connections and dimensions, consciousness, and maybe the cosmology of, you know, uh, high consciousness beings or, you know, cosmology of beings in the universe um, that we're just, hasn't been done yet, you know angels and archangels and some of these things um, are very common, but we don't see commonly discussed and, you know, sort of understood through different religions. But, um, you know, we believe that there's, there's physics there and it will be understood at some point. Uh, There may always be the mystery of the infinite nature of reality, but um, it, you know, there, there's, you know, currently not instruments to measure this, this energy, of these higher levels, but you know, we can, we can feel it in our bodies. Um, so if there are higher forms of intelligence, you know, including infinite intelligence, uh, that it exists as we believe, then how can we work with 
you know, these intelligences and, and with the energy associated with these high beings. So the, you know, and it's, there's no answer to that question. It's more of a journey of discovery that we've been on all these years together, Clayton. And, um, it just seems that we keep uncovering more and more. And I think our, one of our stock phrases, like this is the next level. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's an infinite, it seems like there's an infinite number of levels here. Um, so we're, we, you could define this uh, journey as optimizing spirit, you know, or optimizing. Another way to think about it would be optimizing our connection to to higher levels of consciousness, higher beings. Um, so we're we're sharing our personal experience with doing that, and <laughs> uh, it seems that when you connect to these higher intelligences and you know, for me personally, it's like, wow, I need the help, you know, like I've got my own intelligence, but when these, um, you know, it's like when these inspirations come through for scientists all around the world on a particular subject, those higher intelligences are helping us. And, um, it seems we need all the help we can get. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, we've had probably hundreds of experiences, Jeff, of having ideas that are outside of the realm of our technical training. Mm-hmm. And when we include them in the technology that we've, that we're continuing to co-create, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a lot of variables that would have to go into discovering that one insight that we get from someplace, well, we we uh, we think we have enough evidence that it comes from a higher power, but the the number of variables involved to get to the assumption that we that we're able to receive as a thought or the conclusion that we're receiving as a thought, it would make it impractical to run any kind of a business. Um, it would just take too long to to research every variable, and we get an answer, and it works. So that's part of our experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, many people around the world have that experience. It's not unique to us. I, I, I think the classic way of a scientist uh, coming up with, you know, a breakthrough in his industry or her industry um, would be that they have a nap and they wake up and they, they have an answer <laughs> and they don't know where it came from. You know, they've, mm-hmm. Einstein's known for lying down on his desk or many inventors are known for just <laughs> taking a nap in the middle of the day and they're working on something. And all of a sudden it, you know, there's a completeness to the idea. So mm-hmm. where does that thought come from? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, for me as when, and for both of us, I believe there's the personal journey of, of evolution of rising in consciousness mm-hmm. on this, you could say this journey to, to enlightenment, to use that word. And that, um, that journey, and we'll talk more about this later, can facilitate this connection to these intelligences. Um, that is, as you move higher in consciousness, it can facilitate that. And, um, you know, everyone's on their personal journey. Everyone is, you know, perfect where they are. And we all have our work to do. There's not better or worse. It's just, that's been part of, you know, part of our lives and our commitment in our lives is that, is that journey of, um, 
of consciousness? So higher levels of consciousness are associated with more resources and the foundation for a high level of consciousness in any area typically is an education. So we're not saying that an education isn't important. Um, in the world of kinesiology, we invest a lot of time, energy, and money into learning from different experts. And eventually you have to do your own work to establish your own, I will say, professional credentials or professional standards in, in emerging um, in emerging professions, um, such as the use of kinesiology to measure consciousness, there's not as many established standards as there are in the use of kinesiology in chiropractic or nutrition. So it's a little bit of a different way to explore making something a profession when it's still emerging. Mm-hmm. But that's something you're going to have to find your own piece with but there is a a growing body of evidence about kinesiology and its ability to measure consciousness. And that's going to be, that's something you'll have to, to, uh, to figure out on your own at this point, we don't have, uh, we'll probably talk more about where you can get resources for that in the future. But today is really to talk about our experience. So when we were, when we're looking to get help from uh, what we consider divinity, some people call it a higher power. I think that 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 term would probably be uh, probably be a good idea to define that individually for yourself. Mm-hmm. There are some religions that find the higher power thing as being co-opted by belief systems that they don't support. So you have to make peace with that term yourself. We typically use divinity. That seems to be the most neutral one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we believe it's important to always go to God first or divinity. Um, what happens when you're doing this type of work is you'll typically be getting a stream of thought from a particular angelic realm. And the, the challenge is to go to that angelic source um, and when we determine that through kinesiology, measuring the source of the thought, the challenge is to go to the, the challenge becomes to go to that angelic source because it's been helpful rather than uh, divinity itself. So that's a, that's something that has to be managed as you explore this more and more. So you go to God, you ask for a specific connection for a specific purpose. It's just like going to a CEO of a business to find the right person to help you if if you can have access to that CEO. Um, we typically do a, well, we always do a protocol of protection to some degree. And uh, we, through kinesiology, measure um, where the thoughts are coming from. And we measure the... our ability to translate those thoughts into, into language that can help us. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of rigor. I mean, Jeff, we, we do a lot of this. There's a lot of rigor in the process. Mm-hmm. It becomes pretty quick and somewhat seamless because we've done it so many thousands of times, but tens mm-hmm. of thousands of times, mm-hmm. as many people do. Uh, it's not unique to us. And the introduction of kinesiology and measuring 
the level of conscious of the source, measuring your level of consciousness during that interaction, measuring the ability of the message to be translated and put onto paper. And then in the case of a technical uh, instrument, you know, does it work? That's, you know, does it work within the parameters that, you know, the specifications need to, I mean, that's just really, you know, it can't get any clearer than that when you're working with a piece of technology. Mm-hmm. So, um, some people refer to this as the power of intelligent surrender. When you have enough confidence in the process and your ability to discern truth, you can relax more into this higher consciousness field, if you will, these nurturing energies. Uh, we were talking earlier, Jeff, it's like having an electrician come into your house. You know, they're the expert in and mm-hmm. how your house is wired. You don't need to um, know everything about electricity and the code in your area. That's the electrician's job. So when you're working with um, these higher consciousness energies, after you've developed a relationship with them and enough discernment that you can trust yourself to go into those areas, then we see those as the experts and then we can relax more and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So part of the process is, is, um, is creating a high consciousness field so you can quiet the mind and it allows us to listen better rather than being preoccupied with our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, since we've mentioned angels and archangels, let's talk about that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're, you know, we're talking about these intelligent beings, uh, non-corporeal likely, um, and this angel and archangel and, these are common names, you know, that are in it, out in the world. Um, we believe these are highly intelligent, extremely high consciousness, high energy beings, you know, because they're high consciousness. And it's not associated with any one religion, even in many, many religions talk about it. It's really universal. Um, and I, I was, I'm always blown away by this, that eight out of 10 Americans believe in angels, you know, According, according to a recent study. So it's widely held belief um, in universal and in many, many different uh, types of religions and spiritual studies. Um, Dr. Hawkins has, Dr. David Hawkins has done some work on angels and, um, you know, calibrating the levels. And, and then we have our own experience and our own, our own uh, kinesiology expertise. Um, Clayton, are there some some numbers associated with archangels as far as level of consciousness? Like when, you know, what determines what's an archangel and what's an angel and according to these definitions? Yeah, um, what I would call from Dr. Hawkins' work is he, he categorized the angelic realm as being at 500 or over. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the archangel realm was at uh, 50,000 and higher. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the human domain is one to a thousand. Mm-hmm. So there's a there is a number of microwatts of electricity associated with each level of consciousness, and there is a uh, a calculation for that in the back of Power versus Force uh, first edition. I think it's page two eighty two. 
it's uh, back near the consciousness compensation chart. So if you're really into the math of that, you can you can dig into some of those calculations. But it's mm-hmm. it's fifty thousand and up, Jeff, is what I recall. Mm, thanks. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go back to discernment because it's such a big issue. Um, and it's been a big part of what we do, and you know how we c- connect is really determining who we're connecting to and who or what that we're connected to. Um, when we have a stream of thoughts, like you said, and as we talked about in, in previous, previous episodes, you know, our thoughts are not necessarily our thoughts. Well, whose are they? Um, so the discernment of that is, it's really important to know, it seems. Um, and you know, what is the level of consciousness of this intelligence? Um, you know, and there's uh, warnings in different religions about connecting because you might connect to lower intelligences that might harm you. Um, so we use kinesiology to measure um, the level of consciousness of the being over some period of time. It's always over a period of time. And the level of consciousness of what they're expressing to, you know, in, in the... Uh, connection or communication and then i know you measure kind of ongoingly clayton the capacity to express it mm-hmm. um and it's a percentage um number and it could be words written you know spoken um or art you know we were talking about that capacity to translate into a painting or a piece of music is uh, is, is, you know, another, another route for expressing what's, what's coming through. And, and then the intent, um, towards us, the level of consciousness of the intent of the, of the beings. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're sort of circulating around some of the protocols we use. Um, it is important to create the right uh, energetic environment to invite these beings into our space and to remember that we're sovereign and that we have a choice of what expresses through us that we have control of that experience in that we can stop at any time we want. Mm-hmm. It is extremely difficult to be in the presence of very high beings for a, a long period of time. It's very taxing on the nervous system. So that's another caution that many religions have is that, um, it can be exhausting to to be in communion with these very high beings for mm-hmm. extended periods of time, and that, that that's uh, that's been our experience. It's 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 very difficult to manage it as appealing as it is and as efficient as it is. There's a price that you pay for that, and you have to manage uh, got to manage that. Otherwise, you can't you know it limits your ability to, to do it because mm. you're too, you're too exhausted. And we've, we've talked in other episodes about the, but the, the nutritional support mm-hmm. in magnesium, central fatty acids, um, amino acids, central amino acids that do can help support you in those, you know, in those high fields. Yes. And part of, um, I mean, we're sort of stepping onto the realms of what some people would call channeling. And 
you know, we have to probably talk about that in quite a bit of detail one day and really get some definitions that are highly truthful so we can look at what's the discernment between receiving a positive thought to help you invent something and channeling a message. Is there much of a difference? Um, You know, classically channeling has been seen as uh, someone going into an altered state where they may not even be aware of what they're saying, a message comes through them, and then that being that speaking through them stops. Uh, that's a classic example of channeling. Uh, probably Edgar Casey would be a well-known example of a highly integrous channeler in the past that I think a lot of people respect. And um, And it is interesting to explore where our thoughts come from. And to be able to use rational discernment about the intelligence of the message and how you determine its authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, something that each person has to explore in their own way. Um, there are schools of thought out there that will train you to notice when a certain energy is coming into your sort of your energetic field that there'll be a perhaps a, a weight or a, a tap on your left shoulder and then there might be a sensation of relaxation in the body, of warmth. Mm. Uh, there's a process that most trainings will go through that have a professional delineated discernment process. Mm. And um, it's not the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, so we use kinesiology. We use other uh, sensory inputs like these the, the, like what I just talked about. And we believe in using professional discernment, even in the nonlinear realm of trying to connect or consciously connecting with these higher uh, beings that can help us, you know, create a better life for ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just, uh, it's not just that we turn ourselves over and hope something good shows up. Uh, I don't believe that that's a safe, quite frankly. And um, if you spend enough time around this, uh, this genre or in this world, you will find people that think that you just have to open yourself up. If, you, and if you're a loving person, that'll all work out. Well, usually that does work out. And we've had personal experiences with friends that we know and other people in the industry where it hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. Not all the beings that come through are benevolent. Not all the messages are positive. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we that we did do in the beginning was we recorded uh, anything that was coming through, and we were able to go back and measure all the variables we've talked about and more mm-hmm. to audit that message. So mm-hmm. that's another thing you can do. There's there's a, an accountability, Jeff, mm-hmm. about. Um, recording the message and then having it be available to audit by other people. Mm-hmm. And at some point we stopped doing that because we felt we had enough uh, protocols in place that we could manage it as it's happening or mm-hmm. within minutes of it happening. But that was uh, a big, a big step for us in the beginning was to, okay, we feel that we're getting a thought from a higher power. We're measuring the source of that. 
we're measuring the ability to translate it and then we record it so that it is transparently available for other people to review. Yeah, thanks, Clayton. Um, It's yeah, it's been a been a long journey together, and and it's it's great to go back over some of these steps. Um, And there is for me a feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's unique in the in this in the sessions that we've done. That um, you know, it's really a a feeling of upliftment in my body and like a buzziness of energy. it's almost, there's almost a time, there is a timeless quality about it. Like it feels, I don't know how much time has passed. Um, it's, things go by really quickly and the body seems to put itself on hold. Um, you know, one of the things I've noticed is (laughs) at the end of a session, you're like, Oh, I really need to go to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) um, or I'm really thirsty. Um, but while you're in that state, it's not, um, you know, the body just isn't knocking hard on the door. Um, and, but the other thing that really strikes me is the quality of, of kind of win, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. a support of everything. It's like there's acceptance and love and joy. And, um, and I think, sci- you know, many scientists might agree with this, these elegant, uh, answers show up that solve the problem and they they seem elegant in that they cover so many bases you know it's like wow that then it's good for this person and that and we make more money and everyone you know is more joyful and they're just like these win-win-win solutions um so that's that's a kind of a personal experience of that feeling of that connection to a higher being and um and, uh, you know, I've been in situations where there's been a lower, you know, like someone channeling a lower, lower level. And there was more, you know, there was anger, there was, there was feeling of um, heaviness uh, in my body, a feeling of guilt and like, oh, I should have done this or that. And then kind of a prideful puffing up of that was happening. Um, and that was clearly you know, in the first minute. Oh, okay. That's not good. Time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, so we, you know, we're intelligent in our feelings and we can just, you know, re- apply that to what's going on here for us. Yeah. Higher consciousness truths typically don't create separation. They don't create shame. Mm-hmm. They don't engender fear. They don't, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. suggest you be angry towards somebody there's just the basic you know is it an elegant solution that raises the that you know raises the tide for for all of humanity or is mm-hmm. it a, a message that creates division and fear and separation and one person against another mm-hmm. uh, you know that's another level of just cognitive awareness of what mm-hmm. is being said mm-hmm. and i know for us over this time, um, there's been a groove. There's mm-hmm. like an energetic groove that, that happens and seems to come from, you know, connecting with a group of people um, with an invocation uh, or prayer, just using the same one over and over again. And um, 
that groove just makes it really easy to fall into, you know, the process, whether it's testing, using kinesiology to test the level of consciousness of the properties, or it's, you know, into um, solving an issue or moving the business forward or um, adding new benefits to FLFE. You know, there's that diving into that groove. And these his, there are many historical existing pathways, energetic pathways that have been used, you know, throughout the centuries um, to whether either traditional, you know, religious figures, uh, to saints, to angels. So you, you know, you could access your background, kind of speaking to the audience here, you could, mm-hmm. you, you could access your background of your family or the religion that you were raised in and find those energetic pathways that, that, that work for you. Yeah, and, and over time you'll develop your own way of connecting. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. our experience is we do a little prayer. We have uh, Focus Life Force Energy um, as a service on the property where we're, uh, well, it's typically always with us, mm-hmm. but it's in the space. And then we have a, a boost. We might use a boost to do, raise it even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we go to divinity. We ask the, uh, whatever angel can help us to be present. And then we go through the process that we've talked about before. We, we start receiving thoughts and we, um, start measuring where they're coming from. And, 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 and just as we've mentioned, we go through that process and mm-hmm. after you've done it, you know, hundreds of times, it becomes easier after you've done it thousands of times, you know, tens of thousands of times. Sometimes it, it happens in, um, in a way that isn't as, um, we'll say planned or structured. Mm. It might just mean that, um, if there's a few people in a meeting, for example, in the, in the business, because there's a high level of consciousness uh, in between the people, it seems that the higher the level of consciousness of the field between the people, the easier it is for the divine to speak mm. to those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we measure the level of consciousness of the field between uh, you and I, Jeff, and, and, mm. and Ashutosh, because he's our GM and we work a lot with him. And, um, if it drops, we sort of notice that there's something unresolved between us and we have to work Mm -hmm. at that and get it cleared up. Mm -hmm. And at some point, everything has to stop for you and I to be at peace with each other. Mm -hmm. It's not that the whole company stops or the service stops, but the, that nonlinear, elegant, uh, assistance that we get starts to become thinner and we have to do our own work. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know any, are there any other way around that. Yeah. If you were just doing something personally, I would imagine that you would have to do your own work to keep your own level of consciousness high. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of all the, all the, healing practitioners that we have on the service, Jeff, Mm -hmm. and um, many of them find it easier to do the work in a high consciousness field. I mean, that's pretty standard. They have their rooms Mm -hmm. that they clean and they, you know, they smudge them, they put, you know, essential oils, they do whatever they do to keep the energy high so that 
that nonlinear experience can be had by the client. And typically, well, not typically, uh, often a high consciousness practitioner who's been trained in a profession has been doing it for a decade or two. You know, they'll go up to say 700 on the Hawkins uh, scale of consciousness while they're doing the work. And, you know, they might live in the 500s. They go up temporarily. The client goes up. That's part of mm -hmm. the value that the client gets. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, everybody sort of comes back down after this, after the session's over. Um, so this is a, you know, a common occurrence in the healing arts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it does seem common as well that people gathering together with a aligned intention, uh, aligned positive intention can activate a field, you know, with a higher LOC. Uh, it doesn't happen every time. And it's some, that's part of the groove that we were talking about earlier is that, mm -hmm. that, that field. So we've talked a lot about consciousness fields on the podcast and, you know, this, this invocation process that we do and connecting to a higher power and, you know, is, is activating a field. And, um, we, you know, it's, it's several people, you know, it's two or more. Mm -hmm. And so every day now, two or more people in the company meet, you know, seven days a week. And it's part of that activating the field and, and keeping the energy momentum of the business of FLFE moving forward and the support of the, of the subscribers. And, um, but I think that's a, you know, that's a principle out there that two or more, two or more gathered in my name, um, that, that Jesus said, or is in, is recorded, um, is, seems to be a principle of people have their own level of consciousness and then with someone else they can activate a field and it can rise it can rise in consciousness and then the higher the field the easier the connection yeah some people refer to it as thinning the veil between the worlds right mm. um, yeah <laughs> Well, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, in another episode, we're going to share our perspective on uh, the angelic realm, the archangel realm, uh, how the step-down transformer process works when you go to divinity and the message comes from an, you know, an archangel of a certain level of consciousness and down uh, to where we can receive it. And we'll, we'll give you a level of consciousness uh, uh, marks along the way, if you, if you will, uh, or numbers that you can refer to. And we'll have some, you know, some graphics on that so that it's easier to understand, but we just don't have enough time today to cover all that. And we can uh, probably go into detail at that point, Jeff, about what prayer we actually use mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and then how we open and close the space and mm -hmm. what are some of the things we're looking for? Mm -hmm. Maybe like in our own personal experience, like, okay, what's the level of conscious of the field between the people, what's the level of consciousness um, of the message and, and, and um, just kind of make it more personal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, there's a lot of literature out there about angels and archangels and the power of their energy, you know, and, and the experience of that that people have. And, you know, we've gotten some glimpses of that, of the, the power of that, very high level of consciousness 
sort of the spiritual energy of it, you know, the, the, the brightness and there seems like there's like a light and a brightness of it. And, um, you know, that, that's not just us. And many people have, have talked about that. And, um, so that's one of the, one of the things that I feel in my body is that energy. And it's sometimes very overwhelming. It feels small, Mm -hmm. you know, really small in those situations sometimes. And, um, but not, you know, not, like it belittled, but it's just like, it's just a massive, uh, intelligence and it's the energy of it and your body can be a bit overwhelming. Um, but, but really also feels really good and can be very healing too. Yes. It becomes so appealing that it seems to be the, (laughs) I don't know if it's the highlight of a day, but it's certainly a focus of our day, you know, getting together for a meeting, in the company, at least the first two minutes are going to be really fun and the rest of it, you know, you don't know, but <laughs> at least it's, it's going to, it's going to start well. <laughs> and we never know where it's going to go exactly. So <laughs> never know where it's going to go. Yeah. We can, you know, we can make it go in a certain direction, but we try to stay open to what wants to show up. So, um, yeah. And I've noticed that, these high beings also are really, um, they're interested in our personal evolution and helping us. And maybe, maybe that's how part of how this all works and why we're here is this personal evolution. And that's why FLFE is really committed to supporting the conditions for that, for us to grow and, and, um, you know, be, be the best we can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good summary. I guess we're starting to wind it up here. Um, as we go into talking about FLFE, um, throughout these episodes, one of the things that's worth noting is that the average person on the service for, I think it's 24 hours a day in 90 days, the average person goes up about, uh, 30 points. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, logarithmic, as we've mentioned earlier. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's a significant, uh, change in the quality of your life mm-hmm. in terms of where humanity, uh, is able to go as an average, you have some people going up in their life and some people going down. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkins talked, uh, Dr. Hawkins talked about the average person on the planet may only go up five points considering that many people go down. And so 30 points in 90 days, even though some of us go up several hundred points in our lifetimes, maybe <laughs> many of you who are interested in this type of topic, you may go up several hundred points in a lifetime. Um, 30 points can, can change your reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really about increasing the quality of life for, mm-hmm. for all of us. That's, that's really what mm-hmm. we're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about it, uh, increasing freedom. Yeah, you know, and is freedom from our patterns, like we talked about last episode about the mind, um, those you know stories we tell ourselves or patterns, and yeah, in some cases, freedom from addiction and habits and just suffering, and really be uh, more time and joy and love and happiness. Yeah, um, higher consciousness fields do allow, you know, access to uh, connect with these higher realms. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. That's pretty self-evident. I think for everybody, it's just a matter of saying it. Mm. And, um, you know, it does increase the quality of your communications with other people, relationships, a mm. deeper understanding of yourself, mm-hmm. an increased ability to manifest. Those are all the uh, characteristics of this increase in quality of life that comes with a higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So summarizing a little bit, um, you know, why optimize spirit, you know, why, you know, what we've been talking about is, you know, connecting to a higher intelligence that's way, way beyond uh, your own intelligence. And, you know, that can be humbling and really helpful experience to, to, uh, to discover those truths that are important for your own, for your own life and for, you know, something you're trying to solve or some service that you're, you're trying to, uh, to, to bring into the world, like we did with FLFE to support, support people. Um, so that connecting, you know, helped us to do that. Well, Mm -hmm. way beyond what we could have done with our little minds, it seems. Um, and then, you know, accessing those higher levels of truth, um, for, for, you know, for our loved ones, as well as ourselves and community benefiting all of creation, like we, like we do with our service projects and, um, and then there's this, the spiritual energy of, you know, and the feeling of being in a high consciousness field and, um, the healing aspects of that's another reason to, to do this kind of work. And, um, and it seems these connections are there and all we have to do is ask, you know, we do these invocations, we ask and bam, it's like, it happens so fast. Um, so if you don't ask, you know, it's not, it's a, you know, maybe the whispers are there, it seems, but that conscious connection um, seems to be, be powerful. And, um, you know, we, we hope this, this three-part series has been uh, helpful to you in, in expanding biohacking beyond the bio to, to our entire being and, and to the in, in infinite intelligence and consciousness fields that are around us all, all the time and within us as well. So we hope this series has given you a sense of the multitude of tools or hacks, you could call them, that uh, in the biohacking vernacular um, that we all have to evolve our body, mind, and spirits and our life. You know, onward and upward, as we say, to increasing freedom, love and joy, and capacity in our lives. Yeah, so at the end of each podcast, we invite you to practice some of the things we've talked about. In the world of coaching and in in many educational models, it's recognized that if you take an action that you wouldn't have taken if you hadn't have listened to the conversation or didn't participate in the class, if it's a if it's a formal classroom setting, if you do something that you wouldn't have done, if you didn't participate, that you're, you're increasing the, the likelihood that you'll remember the information in a way that's meaningful for you. So 
with that in mind, um, you could take some time in a quiet space and try to connect in the ways that we've suggested or outlined and see what you experience. You could do it for a week or two and see if you can get into that groove of activating a field of connection using the discernment that we've mentioned and any other professional delineated granular <laughs> measures that you feel you need to be safe. This is not just opening yourself up and hoping something good happens. So use your, um, you know, find some professional standards that you feel you need to keep it safe and practice. You can try the FLFE uh, free trial. Uh, we don't require a credit card to, uh, to, to do that. And that will activate a high consciousness field on the property that you're, that you're on or around an object such as your cell phone. Uh, it does allow you to be a consciousness researcher because you have access to a control panel. Once we've tested the property or the area around the object, you can boost the level of consciousness. You can um, turn it down. You can turn it on and off. We have a, a, a an EMF mitigation uh, toggle switch. You can turn that on and off. And it just allows you to be in control of understanding how high consciousness fields relate to your experience in life. Thanks for joining this episode of Fields of Consciousness the podcast of Consciousness Conversations. We invite you to visit the link below the episode to experience a completely free trial of Focused Life Force Energy for 15 days. If you like, you can subscribe to the Fields of Consciousness podcast and tune in next time. We release new episodes every other week on Tuesdays at 11.11 a.m. PST onward and upward.